Hello everyone and welcome back to Growing Purposefully. I'm so excited to be sharing the word with you today. Like you've seen from the heading Possessing Your Vessel with Honor. This has been such a major topic for me for the since last year actually. And I've been trying since last year um, in October to get this word out. But everything just like failed and so I had quite a huge battle and quite a huge fight to um, get this word out. But I firmly believe that now is the time because I still had to learn a whole lot of lessons since then, since September, October, before I could even share this word. And so I'm thankful that everything is done in God's perfect timing, not always in our timing. So thank you for tuning in today we're going to be speaking about possessing your vessel with honor and i hope you're ready it's your host tamina johnson so join me as we get into it into the word today and get your bibles out if you haven't read some word for today we're going to be doing that today and i'll go through it with you so join me and remember that this is where your growth has purpose So before we get into it, let's just um, pray, you know, like always. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for this time that we can have in your presence. Thank you, Father God, for every listener that is tuned in right now to your word. Father, thank you, my God, for allowing them to come in obedience, my God, and just listen to this word, my Lord. Father, you know every single one that needs to hear this. You know every single one that needs sorry lord understanding and so i pray lord that you may bless them in jesus name thank you father for the day that you've given us thank you for your blessings thank you for life thank you god for your protection even through a pandemic my god heavenly father and so many people losing their lives thank you father that you've chosen chosen us my god heavenly father to see another day and have another day my god and to be healthy my god and have our families lord we honor you we praise you and we worship you i pray father that everyone that's listening to this podcast this episode and podcast right now that your presence may rest upon them in jesus name that your hedge of fire may encamp around them and that your heavenly angels may be with them protecting them father in jesus mighty name i honor you i glorify you and i magnify your name with my much thanksgiving lord i ask and pray in jesus name amen so like i said we will be getting into the word today speaking about possessing your vessel with honor so let's get into the word so we will be reading in first thessalonians 4 so and then after that we're going to go to first corinthians 6 and then after first corinthians 10 but stay with me first in First Thessalonians 4, chapter 4. So it says, Finally, brethren, finally then, brethren, we urge and exhort in the Lord Jesus that you should abound more and more, just as you receive from us how you ought to walk and to please God. So verse 1 basically urges us to grow more and more in our relationship with God to increase more and more in our relationship with God just as we received how we ought to walk and to please God so we know that we should we should increase in that increase in the knowledge that we've received you know and that our lifestyle should be one that pleases God so basically first one already tells us to scrutinize if we are 
if our lives or our lifestyles are pleasing and it encourages to increase more in our relationship with God and how can we personally please God one obedience firstly being in obedience obedience is so important the word also says that obedience is better than sacrifice meaning it's it's better to be obedient towards God and and fulfill his will than to give something up temporarily temporarily you know what i'm trying to say <laughs> temporarily is that right guys please don't roast me anyway yeah to give up something like just for that moment you know because it's easy to sacrifice something sometimes but it's easy to sacrifice something but obedience is a whole different ball game like you like it doesn't matter who says what what my feelings are or where i want to be father if this is your will for me and you want me to be obedient in this area obedient in this area i'm going to do it because i have full on obedience toward you so obedience number 1 to spending time with him so spending time in prayer in reading the word of god and in worshiping him you know it's very important to worship it's very important to pray it's very important to read the word because that's basically um growing and cultivating your relationship with god and strengthening your relationship with god and applying his word it's so important not just to be a reader of or a hearer of the word but also a doer of the word so it's very important that you apply the word of god in your life and also to love others like the word of god says that the two greatest commandments is to love god and love your love others let me just say love others so it's important that we love god and love others you know so let's go on it says for in verse 2 for you know what commandments we gave you through the lord jesus verse 3 for this is the will of god your sanctification So we're getting into the topic right now. <laughs> In verse three, it says, "This is the will of God." You know, so we spoke about obedience. You know, obedience to the skies, the will of God, your sanctification, your cleansing. This is going to purify you, that you should abstain from sexual immorality. So let's. That's that's as simple as it is, and then. Okay, if you don't know what sexual immorality is, sexual immorality can be self sexual gratification that you do to yourself, which is wrong. Masturbation in simple terms, pornography, sex before marriage, fornication, sexual gratification outside of marriage, fornication also, also known as fornication. Um what's the touching like getting touchy feely some um what do you call it what do they call it foreplay very wrong not supposed to do that with your believers please don't do that you know foreplaying touching um grinding very wrong whether it be dry humping very wrong you are grieving the whole spirit you know <laughs> um yeah wrong Oh, also, think relationships that God has not ordained, which can be same-sex relationships. We know that that's not the will of God for us. So, 
sexual immorality is a no-no and it says here that you should abstain from sexual immorality verse 4 says that each of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor so it says here that we should know how to possess our bodies in sanctification and honor not verse 5 in passion of lust you know passion passion gets you into trouble use only have passion for jesus nothing else please i encourage you today please not in passion of lust like the genitals who do not know god yes i'm gonna keep it there so verse 7 says for god did not call us to uncleanness but holiness very important god did not call us to do and commit these unclean things but he called us to holiness you know the enemy is very slick in what he does he will tell you no it's okay you're not having sex so it's fine but it's not okay and i share this and i and i'm speaking about this topic today because it's so easy for us as believers to fall into this thing and whether you're not a believer it's also like society makes it normal no it's okay to kiss long and um passionately but they lead to other things it starts by kissing and then after kissing comes touching and then after touching you want to grind and then after that you want to now let yourself go which is very wrong and the lord did not call us to that but he called us to be holy you know and i speak about this because <clears throat> i've fallen into this sorry i've fallen into this as well i know how it feels to be there i know making the mistake i know that it's like you're like you just want this and your entire body not that not that your spirit wants this the flesh the flesh wants it all and it's so important to deny ourselves to die to self to take up our cross and to follow jesus and to Give yourself as a loving sacrifice, holy, acceptable, and pleasing before God. Romans 12. You know, it's so important to do that throughout the day because just one, just one form of temptation. And if you're not, if you're not, um, how can I say, if you're not sensitive enough, sensitive enough to the Holy Spirit to listen to his convictions, you are going to do whatever your flesh wants you to do. That's why it's so important for us to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, to ask God to convict us whenever we're going astray. You know, I have fallen into sexual immorality. I'm going to say it. That is why I can speak about it. And it's so damaging. And I say it's damaging because it's, it's a place where you feel so ashamed and so condemned and and you you just have to continue with those feelings and you feel so bad that you can't forgive yourself for making that mistake, especially as a believer. And I also want to say, just because you might be saved and you're in a relationship doesn't mean because he is your future husband that you need to give him what he's supposed to get after he marries you. Very important just i'm gonna say it again just because he, he is your future husband it doesn't mean that he has to get what he needs to get when he actually marries you you understand so ladies keep it closed and guys keep it closed too because you are as your body is as valuable as our bodies your virginity or you and your sanctification is as important as ours you understand 
So it doesn't mean because you're in a relationship, you have to let your guard down. And I've allowed that. That's how I fell into sexual immorality. I've let my guard down because I was like, oh, no, it is my future husband. And, and you know, like, I guess I can I can kiss passionately and there can be some touching. And, and I mean, it's my, my future husband. So, you know, I'm in, I'm, I feel that I need to do not let your guard down, please. I've made that mistake. And it's so, so, so damn damaging damaging to your relationship with god because you know you you feel so grieved after that you feel so disgusted after after that you feel so bad you feel sorry like there's no amount of of like the blood of jesus isn't sufficient to wash you but it is very much sufficient let me just put it out there but you feel so dirty and so bad um and because, and if you allow it the whole time, those feelings will eventually die away. Because the more you compromise, the less the conviction, you know. The more you compromise and you walk with God, the less you feel the Holy Spirit's conviction. Because now you're moving further and further away from God, which is a very dangerous place to be. So it's important for you not to commit sexual immorality in all instances, in all examples, and not to commit fornication. You know, it's about us possessing our vessels with honor. For Like verse 7 tells us, For God did not call us to uncleanness, but in holiness. And verse 8 is so important. It says, Therefore he who rejects this does not reject man, but God, who has also given us his Holy Spirit. So even though I'm telling you this and you're rejecting it, you're not rejecting me, but you're rejecting God. And that is so scary because if we, if we reject his word, you're not rejecting the person that is that is sharing it with you or preaching it to you or giving it to you. You're rejecting God because it's not that person's word. It's God's word at the end of the day, you know. So, like, guys, do not reject this word, please. And that's my testimony. I let my God down. I thought, no, man, because, you know, it's my future husband and whatever. The enemy will deceive you in any which way that he can so that he can get you out of the kingdom of heaven to join him, you know. So don't allow that to happen. You know, keep your relationship with God. Keep it pure. Keep it sanctified. Keep it holy. Holy in your behavior. Holy in your attitude. Holy in your words. Holy in what you speak over yourself and in the lives of others. You know, keep it holy in your conduct, basically. So I'm going to go to to First Corinthians. I put a thing here. Sorry for the paging. First Corinthians six. First Corinthians six verse um thirteen tells us. Okay. Yeah, thirteen a portion. It says, Now the body is not a confirmation a confirming word. Now the body is not for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. So your body is not made for sexual immorality. Your body is made for the Lord. So you are a temple of the loving God. You know, God loves, He wants to love inside of you. Your body is so precious to the Lord that He wants to love. Like you are so precious to the Lord that He wants to love inside of you. You know, like He wants all of you. And just thinking, you won't, you won't commit any of those acts in a church. So why would you do it to your own body and your body is considered a temple? You know, and verse... Verse 13, it, it tells us, 
like I'm going to read it again. Now the body is not for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. And it says here in my notes, sexual immorality is a temptation that is always before us in movies and on television. Like I said, be careful what you watch and what you entertain, please. You know, like on movies and television, sex outside of, mar outside of marriage is treated as a normal which is so true because everyone's like, no, how are you gonna, how are you gonna uh, be in a relationship and not have sex? I'm in a relationship for three years and and few months now, six months, and I haven't had any sexual intercourse. And we are happy because we doing the work of the Lord. So if I can do it, you can do it too. You know, it's just about boundaries, a whole lot of boundaries boundaries and sticking to them and spending time together in the word you know praying together very important and making sure that you don't allow yourself to be alone you know because that's where temptation comes in heavily like i said i fell into sexual immorality not because i was around people but because we were alone netflix and chill is a no <laughs> please do not do it like respect your body because jesus bought it paid for it you know on the cross of calvary but anyway it says like on tele like on television sex outside marriage is treated as a normal even desirable which is true like we're young like we are all young it is desirable but only in the bounds of marriage anyway part of life while marriage is often shown as confining and joyless please guys i'm going to share this testimony also with you i never believed in marriage not because i didn't want to believe in marriage because it was always told to me not to get married and secondly i've never had an example of marriage in my family and the examples of marriage in my family were usually very abusive broken and yeah there was just broken and filled with abuse and so I never believed in marriage but don't allow yourself to be um don't allow yourself to be how can I say be or don't allow yourself to accept those like bad marriage, bad examples of marriage as your understanding of marriage. I say this because I've done this and now I believe in marriage like never before. Like I personally want to be in covenant with my partner. I want, I want to marry him. I want to honor God. I want us to honor God with our lives. And if I firmly believe if, if we can do so great now and be such a blessing to Jesus, then how much more when we are married and when we are in covenant, you understand, like, I believe now that marriage is such a beautiful thing and, and it's obviously it's created by God. So why wouldn't it be beautiful? Not just for the intimacy of it, but the fact that the Lord has chosen someone for you and the two of you complement one another so well yes you won't always be on the same foot and on this in the same understanding but because marriage is such a beautiful covenant it's not just the two of you in it but god at the center of it you know so i mean like what can't be more desirable so don't fall into society's um perspective of what marriage is nor of bad examples whether it be outsiders people you know in your family don't allow yourself 
to take on that perspective of marriage take it from me i had to learn and i have never since like recently now like in my relationship i have never been more open to the idea of marriage and just like wow this is this is actually so beautiful and the fact that it's it's god ordained is everything and just you loving the next person you wouldn't want to mess that person up you wouldn't want to defile that person's marriage bed you know like there's so much respect there's so much honor that you can show now already because you know that this is from god i love god and i love you and i know that you know if this if this is god's will that you know a marriage will be a beautiful thing because then we inside of the will of god we can live our lives together for him and it's not just the two of us in it but it's god at the center of it and that is everything you know so just wanted to say that <laughs> and yes but we can we can even be looked down we can even be looked down on by others if we are suspected of being pure and i'm going to say this like i am 21 years old and i am still a virgin and people do people are like wait what like you don't desire no honey i got the holy spirit but <laughs> i know i'm still i'm still young but in today's society they're like 15 year olds that are moms 14 year olds that are moms and had multiple partners and it's weird for people you get looked down on because you are pure and even if you are not a virgin and you're abstaining you know and it can be for like seven years or five years or three years and people are like wait what how how, how are you keeping it out that long i'm keeping you're keeping it out that long because you have a relationship with god you know and it's by his power that you can by his holy spirit that you can abstain you know so don't worry about people that want to crit you for abstaining and for still being a virgin like don't worry about that but anyway but god does not forbid but god does not forbid sexual sin just to be difficult so he's not doing it to be difficult with you but he knows its power to destroy us physically and spiritually like i said it's very damaging no one should underestimate the power of sexual immorality please it has devastating count devastated count countless lives and destroyed families churches communities and even nations god wants to protect us from damaging ourselves and others and so he offers to fill us our loneliness our desires with himself so if you have that you're feeling lonely and and you be doing this because you know you you're feeling lonely and you need love allow god to fill those voids and analyze and evaluate where is this coming from why do i feel that i need that to fill me and that to 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 feel loved you know like allow god to fill those spaces whether it comes from abandonment trust issues um lack of love in your life <clears throat> like allow god to open it up to you and, and for you to deal with it you know because that's the best way to deal with it and so i'm going to continue on in first yeah first 15 it says do you not know that your bodies are members of christ shall i then take the members of christ and make them members of a harlot certainly not or do you not know that he who is joined to a harlot is one with her for the two he 
says, shall become one flesh. But he who is joined to the Lord is a one spirit with him. So when we commit sexual immorality and fornicate, we become one with whoever we are sleeping with or whoever we are um, doing things with. And it creates a soul tie, you know. And that can be so damaging because you won't even understand why you're feeling the way you do and why you're having this attraction to this person even though you don't love them. But you have a soul tie with them. Your soul is tied with that person. You became one with them, which is so dangerous. So that is why it's so important for us not to have have um, sexual promis promiscuity, where we have multiple partners and sexual partners, and even have a sexual partner outside the bounds of marriage. It's very dangerous. It's very damaging, and you become one with that person. Basically, like when you when you get it on you are like marrying that person so your souls are being tied and it's damaging so if you have that and you just like can't understand ask whoever your pastor leader to help you may break that soul tie you know ask the lord to help you break that soul tie which is very important and then verse 18 which is confirming to first thessalonians 4 verse 3 it says flee sexual immorality run away run far away flee from sexual immorality every sin that a man does it's is outside the body but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body or do you not know that your body is the temple of the holy spirit who is in you whom you have from god and that you are not your own the minute we gave our lives to christ we gave ourselves to him. And it says, for verse 20, For you were bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. I don't even have to explain that any further. You were bought at a price. Jesus died for you. He died for you. He died for all of your sins. And he, he did that so that you can have eternal life with him. Do not, sorry, do not break that. Do not defile that. You know, I know it's easier said than done, but set up boundaries for yourself. Do change your routine. Change the things that makes you fall so easily into sexual immorality and fornication. Like change it. Pray about it and pray sincerely about it. Ask God to deliver you from it. Ask Him to uproot it from you and apply the fruits of the Spirit, which is peace and love and self-control and mercy. And, you know, like self-control is so important. Practice self-control. I like want to stick with that fruit of the Spirit for this one. Stick with self-control. It's very, very, very important that you stick with self-control. I'm going to read it again because it's so powerful. And I want us to just take a minute to receive it. Verse 18 to 20. Flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside the body. But he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? whom you have from God, and you are not your own. For, for you were bought at a price. 
Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Amen. Like, amen and amen. <laughs> and so, that is, I think, I think that's basically like what it is to possess a vessel with honor. And just in terms of sexual immorality and fornication and um want us to understand that you know and even first corinthians 6 verse verse 9 says do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of god hence i said let us be in obedience towards god do not be deceived neither fornicators nor idolaters nor adulterers nor homosexuals nor sodomites nor thieves nor covetousness nor drunkards nor re nor revelers nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of god and such were some of you we were like that in our past life but you were washed but you were sanctified but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. And so, yes, we have done those things. Yes, we were all of those things. Yes, those things made us not to inherit the kingdom of heaven. But now we were, we were cleansed, we were washed, we were sanctified, we were justified in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so continue living a life that pleases Him. Continue living a life that glorifies Him. Continue living a life in obedience toward Him. You understand? And... I want to go back to First Thessalonians 4. If you can go there with me as we just continue, continue in the word. I'm getting it, I'm getting it. So, First Thessalonians 4. Sorry for the paging. And so, now we know how to, how to possess our vessels with honor and to stay, you know, in the right path and in obedience towards God. But then God comes and he, and he gives us a few more instructions. And it says, but concerning, like I said, um, how we can please God loving others. And it says in verse 9, but concerning brotherly love, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves are taught by God to love one another. Love your brothers and sisters. Not just the church, but strangers do. We should show no partiality. And that's very important to show no partiality. And verse 11 is very important. And it's a scripture that I love so much. It says that you also aspire to lead a quiet life, to mind your own business and to work with your own hands as we commanded you. Verse 12, that you may walk properly towards those who are outside and that you may lack nothing. Lead a quiet life. Don't be noisy and forward. To mind your own business. Be Don't be a busybody, please, in other people's business. One of the things that the Lord, the Lord hates is slandering other people is gossip and things that divides the brethren. So don't be a busybody. To work with my own ends is to be productive and not to be idle. And I know many, there's a lot of verses where, where the Lord tells us not to be idle, especially in Proverbs. And verse 12 is reminding us to be an example towards others that see us and ensure that we are lacking nothing. You understand? And first. 
13 to 16. May we be comforted with the hope that we have in our Lord Jesus' return. Because we know that the Bible is the Bible prophecies are literally being fulfilled out here. And verse 13 to 16 reminds us to be comforted by the fact that Jesus is coming. Soon we won't have to struggle with these things anymore. We will be going to our Heavenly Father. And my desire and I hope your desire is to hear the Lord Jesus say, Well done, good and faithful servant, you know. And I'll read verse 13 to 16. It says, But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that, that Jesus died and rose again, sorry, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For thus we say, to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then those who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. To take comfort in the fact that, I read all verse 18, by the way. Take comfort in the fact that the Lord will come, that we won't have to suffer the way that we currently are now. And then, um, 1 Corinthians 10, which is just a confirming word. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 6 says, sorry, verse 6 tells us, now these things became examples to the intent that we should not lust after things as they also lusted. Don't lust after the things of this world. You understand? Like it's very important for us not to lust after the things of this world. And verse 8 tells us, confirmation yet again. <laughs> it says, nor let us commit sexual immorality as some of them did and in one day 23,000 fell. So sexual immorality is a very personal sin because it's something you commit to your, with your body and not outside of the body like with the body and the, our bodies belong to Jesus. You know, he paid the price for us to have eternal life. So I also just want to encourage us not to lust after the things of this world, like I said, and also not to complain. Like, don't complain. I feel like complaining, and I know this is a bit out of context, but complaining plays a big role also in us being so dissatisfied with our lives and the flesh just stepping in and you know we're just going with it because we we are we are becoming dissatisfied and so it's okay for us to just complain about everything but even as as we are living in a pandemic we can we can see now that there's no time to complain we just have gratitude and to be grateful to have life and to be alive and and to have our families. So I want to encourage you to not complain. Because as soon as you start complaining. You start giving room for the enemy. And room for the flesh to do whatever. Because you already so dissatisfied. You already don't care. You already feel like life is unfair to you. You know. And so whatever I feel is right I'll do. So do not complain. You know. Verse 7 to 9 also reminds us not to idolize things. 
and not to commit sexual immorality and not to tempt god because god is not our playmate he's not just he's he's not someone that we can just say what we want and do what we want to and about complaining now when i read this to you and verse 10 says no complain as some of them com- also complained and were destroyed by the destroyer yeah they were destroyed by the destroyer so the quote that i saw a while ago it says that complaining kept the children of israel from the promise and complaining can keep you also from the promises of god in your life you understand complaining indirectly says to god i don't like what you were doing in my life and if i were you i would do it differently so it's complete sense of dissatisfaction which is you know you already know like you are off there it is a complete lack of reverence for him as soon as we complain we lose our reverence for god reverence being a deep respect for god God separates those who will wait on him in obedience from those who bold with the tools of deception and self-promotion and manipulation. Don't bold with deception, self-promotion and manipulation. Rather wait on God. Trust in his timing. Allow him to fill the voids in your life. There where you lack love, there where you lack understanding, there where you are lonely. Allow God to fill those voids through God ordained promotion. and an exit from the wilderness will come to those who are watching and waiting for God to come like i said watching and waiting for God to come so don't become prideful concerning where you are as verse 12 says therefore let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall we are all imperfect don't have any pride because one moment you can be up there and you can do great the next moment you can fall but but when you fall it's always important to get back up you know verse 17 tells us to be united and not divided and i'm going to read it to you and it says for we though many are one bread and one body for we all partake of that one bread verse 21 tells us not to be carnal you cannot be for god and you cannot be for god and the enemy you need to pick a side you understand and make sure that you cho- that your choices grants you eternity with jesus so you can't when you commit sexual immorality and then think that it's okay to fast and pray and ask the lord to fill you up when you are committing fornication and sexual immorality almost every single day that's being in the middle and the lord says that anyone who is lukewarm is ready to vomit out of his mouth so don't do that you know first when he wants is you cannot drink the cup of the lord and the cup of demons you cannot partake of the lord's table and the table of demons or do we provoke the lord to jealousy are we stronger than he you understand verse 24 also tells us not to be selfish but to look out for others like i said to love others let no one seek his own but each one the others well being and last but not least do not be too quick rather ensure that wherever you go people by your behavior will come to salvation as said in verse 32 give no offense either to the jews or to the greeks or to the church of god you understand just as i also please 
all men in all things, not seeking my own profit, but the profit of many, that they may be saved. And so that's all that I want to share with you tonight. And I hope and pray that this word blessed you. And everyone that's listening from Apple Podcasts, you can please leave a review for me. And you can add some stars there if you don't mind. But this is the word of God and it's very serious and it's very, um, it's relevant, it's necessary and it's the truth. And like it said, that if you reject this word, you're not rejecting man, but you're rejecting God. So I pray that you will pray about this and ask the Lord to help you in the areas that you truly feel that you need help and you need his guidance. You understand? And I know and trust that the Lord will help you. So I thank you all for listening and I thank you for being part of this community. Please do not hesitate to message me or contact me or whatever. Even if you have prayer requests, like I don't mind praying for you. So please don't hesitate. We do have an Instagram page growing at Growing Purposefully podcast. You will find it and I just thank you for being part of this community and may the, may the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and may the Lord give you peace. Amen.